Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today here in the studio, my guests reside over in Orlando, but do spend time in Nashville, where they have done some recording and also performed at the Tootsie's world-famous Orchid Lounge there. They are sisters who make up the country duo Diamond Dixie, and they are very active playing all around Florida. Between them, they play guitar, mandolin, and banjo, and they are also songwriters. In the fall of last year, they won a Top Performer Award from an industry-leading live show producer. You've been hearing one of their songs, All About Cash. It's my pleasure to welcome Gabriella and Bianca LaDuke. Yeah, hey, Ruth. <laughs> hey. I have a big, long Polish last name. Did I say your last name correctly? LaDuke, yeah. Awesome, <laughs> yeah. I did, I did. We're off to a good start. <laughs> well, ladies, thanks so much for, for coming here to the studio today yeah, for no this. Problem. Much appreciated. Yeah. Uh, so before we dive into all things Diamond Dixie, uh, let's just have you tell the listeners about the song that was just playing, All About Cash. Yeah, we actually co-wrote it with one of our good friends, Jeff Dayton, up in Nashville. And we recorded it up in Nashville, too. Yeah, just a few weeks ago, actually. Yeah, so that was a pretty cool experience. Now, who had the idea for the song? Just kind of like what the song is about. How did it develop? That type of thing. Oh, yeah. So um, we played at this one bar up in Nashville. And we um, when we finished with the... When we finished the gig, we went back to the barman, and he told us we're not getting paid. And it was four hours long, which was very whoa, long for us, whoa. yeah. And It's very so, long for anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he told us we're not getting paid, and we're like, oh, okay. We were kind of bummed about it, but we are happy that we got to experience playing at this bar. So we decided to write a song about it, saying, like, it's not about the money, it's about the experience, yeah <laughs> tying in a little bit of johnny cash in there too yeah <laughs> cool cool i like it well let's uh let's do a little housekeeping here first let's have each of you say who is who so the listeners can identify which one of you is talking as we go throughout the interview but also i wonder if you're comfortable giving your ages as you introduce yourself yeah of course well my name's gabriella i'm the oldest i'm 17 years old and i play guitar and mandolin yeah and i'm bianca and i'm 15 years old i play Mostly banjo, but I also play guitar. Awesome. Okay. Well, the reason that I brought up the age thing is that I feel it's actually part of of your story. Uh, Here you are, 17 and 15, and you've already recorded songs in Nashville, played shows around Florida. You've got merchandise for sale on your website, well over 11,000 followers on Twitter. How have you had so much success so early on? It's crazy. I mean, we started... Oh, gosh, seven years ago? Yeah, somewhere around there. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, I guess just over time, you start developing a fan base, and you start getting people um, that really appreciate your music and everything. So it just kind of took off from there. Fantastic. Well, um, last month on episode 58, I told of how my guest that day, singer-songwriter Auburn, at age five, told her mother, this was a quote, you realize, of course, that I'm going to be famous. End quote. And a few weeks ago, on episode 60, Lila Burzens talked about seeing the movie Mrs. Doubtfire for the first time and knowing right away what she wanted to do for a career. 
So, Gabriella, you played your first talent show with your dad and came off stage and looked at him and said, this is what I want to do. Yeah. So I'm interested <laughs> to hear more about that because I know that a lot of kids change their mind seemingly every other month on what they think they want to end up doing. But lo and behold, here you are doing music. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I was younger, there was really nothing. I never really wanted to be anything in particular you know other kids were like oh i want to be a doctor you know i want to be president that kind of thing there was never really anything that i wanted to do but um i was in fourth grade when the school that i attended had a talent show and i don't know why but i decided to sign up for it and i made it past the audition at the time bianca wasn't doing anything (laughs) (laughs) musically um but my dad he plays guitar so he decided to accompany me on it And when I got off stage, I was just, um, I can't even describe it. I was just like, I want to do this. And here I am still doing it. (laughs) And and all along the way, you've had that same feeling. You've Mm -hmm. never kind of wavered a little bit or saw something that someone else was doing and said, well, I'm loving music, but boy, that sure looks pretty interesting too. Not for one moment. I've always wanted to do music. But why did you say that when you heard about this talent show, why did you say, I don't know why I signed up for it? Because I know that I did read a real cool story online about how when y'all were little, that your dad would, instead of reading you a bedtime story, he would sing to you. Right. I mean, music was always a part of our family, even at a young age, but going on stage and singing in front of people. And prior to that, I've only been playing guitar for, oh gosh, not even a year. So As of now? No, no, no. Oh, back okay. then. Okay. So <laughs> I started playing guitar when I was in third grade. And fourth grade is when I signed up for that talent show. And I still, to this day, have no idea why I even signed up for that talent show, but I'm sure glad I did. Well, you know... obviously you've been working really hard at this and Mm -hmm. you know the two of you have done a tremendous job of building up what diamond dixie is already i would have to say and i and i guess i'm asking you to agree with me hopefully it's obviously to your advantage that you are 17 and 15 because you are right there with the fans with with those that are so immersed in social media that you're really able to capitalize on utilizing that to get those people to engage with oh, you, yeah. follow you, all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Agreed? Definitely, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you know, I think that's going to serve you well because if you are 17 and 15 and you already have 11 and a half thousand Twitter followers, you know, and this is, I mean, do you consider yourselves, even though you said that that you've been at this for what is it, seven years? About seven years. Yes. I mean, do you still consider yourself though to be at the beginning of your career? I would say yes. Because I'd say that sounds like a stupid question, but I mean, to have been at something seven years and say, we're just at the beginning, it sounds kind of, you know, contradictory. You can't really tell. I mean, other artists, they, they're, you know, they sign up for American Idol and they're overnight stars, but then there's other people that work on this forever. And, you know, you can never really tell, but I mean, we're constantly learning new things each and every day. So yeah, there's a lot more development that we need to go through and everything to prefer to perfect to perfect our craft and to get better at what we do Mm -hmm. yeah well i mean that's that that comes with experience and even you know they do say that even uh someone's voice doesn't fully mature until you're close to 30 years old so you know Mm -hmm. everybody i mean even those of us that are in the music business i still learn new things every day and i've had now hear this for over 10 years now uh, and so we all continue to learn from one another and hopefully you're finding uh that people are kind of willing to help you out and 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 you're not really uh being met with a lot of resistance in terms of competition right Mm -hmm. that's good i mean that's that's something that we talk about a lot is you know that unfortunately there is a faction of the music community out there that kind of wants to hoard everything to themselves and you know hey i i got here with my hard work you go work hard on your own and i'm not going to share any of this with you so Mm -hmm. it's it's encouraging that so far at least uh you know you have found is there anyone that you kind of maybe keep an eye on and and i don't want to say compare yourself to but uh maybe use as a gauge and say well look at what this one's doing we need to be doing that I mean, there's a lot of celebrities out there that we look up to. Um, Miranda Lambert, Taylor Swift, they're definitely two of our favorites. But locally, um, we do come across other artists that can serve as competition, but we don't really look at it as competition. Yeah, everyone's just so different, and they have like their different skills that there's not really anything contradicting between 
Yeah, we artists. try to help them out. They try to help us yeah, out. Yeah, it all and, just like works together. And have you always been based here in Central Florida? Yes. Yes. So what about in terms of the songwriting? You, you mentioned that you've done some co-writing up in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Have you done all co-writing in Nashville? Are you finding anyone to co-write with in Orlando? Do you write by yourselves in Orlando? What, what does that look like? Well, normally we do write by ourselves. Sometimes Bianca will um, write a song. Sometimes I will. It just depends um, what's going on that day. But we're starting to co-write with more people. Co-writing is actually something that we are new to. Yeah. And it's actually a really cool experience. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. But do you find that one of you has a, a strong suit or a preference in terms of you know, maybe, you know, Bianca usually writes the lyrics and I write the melody or is it just kind of a, like you said, depends on what day it is or how do, how do you find that to be so far? <laughs> well, I myself usually, I'm pretty good with the lyrics and Bianca's pretty good with the melody. So yeah. it just depends, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. And sometimes if Gabriella writes a song, she needs help, then like I'll come in and we just like co-write with each other basically right. sometimes. Now I'm curious, you mentioned, you know, the expression just depends on what day it is, but do you deliberately set out to write a song or is it kind of the old, you know, whenever something pops into my head, I say it into my iPhone or jot it down or whatever? Um, I, <laughs> I try to plan it out and say, okay, Fridays, I want to do songwriting or, you know, whatever, but it never really worked out that way. I usually just hear something and I'm like, oh, that's a cool melody or something like that. My iPhone, literally my voice memos, I have like all these voice memos and they sound terrible, but once I put them together, I write an amazing song. Exactly. (laughs) Well, and you know, there's no right or wrong answer to that. And you know, there's a a colleague of mine in Nashville who, you know, he once suggested to one of my clients, he said, because she really prefers to write by herself. And he said, I really think you should make an attempt to actually schedule an appointment for yourself. If it's every day, maybe if it's only for 30 minutes, Uh but you know, it will give you, kind of more incentive that, you know, you can't get lazy and you can't say, well, I just don't really feel Mm -hmm. like writing and I'm not feeling anything these days. But it's good in your case because you kind of have each other to motivate Mm -hmm. the other one if if there's writer's block or you're just not feeling it that day. (laughs) Right. Um, But would you say that you do make some sort of deliberate effort? I don't want to say, you know, X number of days a week, but is it something that you're really trying to to make be a regular part of, of what you're doing yeah we try in, to out. it usually doesn't end up that way yeah because i think some of our best songs that we write are just songs that come off the top of our head and we're just like oh i need to write that down yeah so. and to get better you have to write almost every day so usually when we do schedule it out it'll just be like we write a chorus or we write a verse and it's just like something just to practice songwriting but then, like, our best songs come from, like, when it really hits us, it's like, oh, my goodness, we need to write this down. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's mm-hmm. great. I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me today here in the studio are sisters Gabriella and Bianca LaDuc. They make up the country duo Diamond Dixie. Visit their official website at www.diamonddixie.com where you'll not only find a merchandise section, as I briefly alluded to, but links to all their social media. They are on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Plus, check them out on Reverb Nation as well. Be sure to keep up with Diamond Dixie online for when and where they will be performing so you can go see them live. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's H-E-A-R. And sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. It will just download automatically when a new episode comes out so you don't even have to go looking for it. If you are a new listener to the show, please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. Uh, ladies, you both play guitar, um, self-taught? Yeah, basically. For, well, we've had lessons. They're listeners, you can't see, they're looking at each other. <laughs> Which answer are we going to go with? So, so Bianca first. Um, well, our dad was, he plays guitar. And so we all, both of us got started playing guitar by him teaching us. So we have had some guitar teachers but we kind of 
I don't know. We kind of just picked it up and yeah. went with that. Mm-hmm. So, a little bit of both. I would say we started out. Yeah, it's a little bit. Like, it's a mixture. You know, just right. fooling around with the guitar. But then, once we got serious to where we were like, okay, we want to do this, then we started with the lessons. Mm-hmm. Uh, lessons from your dad or from someone else? It started with dad, and then it went to more teachers. and Something more. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, good, good. Well, uh, Gabriella, you play mandolin. I do. And Bianca, you play banjo. Yes. Uh, and obviously the two of you also sing. Um, so we just talked about the guitar, but have there been any lessons along the way, uh, mandolin or banjo or, vo- or voice? Yes, mm-hmm. we've always taken voice lessons since we wanted to pursue this because you know, you have to be good vocally to be, you know, a good vocalist, obviously. So <laughs> that's, we've always taken voice lessons. Um, me personally, I've taken mandolin lessons. I don't play mandolin as often as guitar, so I kind of favorite the guitar a little bit more. But I do play mandolin and I do take lessons. Yeah, and I have lessons um, regarding the banjo, and I'm more interested in the banjo than the guitar. So I don't really have lessons with guitar so that's kind of a self-teaching thing but the banjo yes i do have um a teacher yeah i was going to ask you if you know if it's tough to to give equal time to two of them you know i have a client who is classically trained on piano she was from a very young age and then all of a sudden started teaching herself guitar in her teens and it's tough to get her to go back to the piano as much as as her manager. I kind of promote that and say, well, it'll make you more marketable and more versatile. You know, it's the old, well, it's a lot easier to carry the guitar on your back kind of thing. Um, but with the two of you, you know, it sounds like, Bianca, you're saying like, yeah, I actually am kind of leaning more towards the banjo. Yeah, um, mostly Gabriella plays guitar. I play banjo. But sometimes we switch it up and I play guitar and Gabriella plays mandolin because mm-hmm. it's really hard to have me play the banjo and Gabriella mandolin because... I don't know. You just need that guitar in there. but. Well, what was it that, that in, and you can each answer for your respective instrument, but what was it, Bianca, that interested you in the banjo that, that the guitar just wasn't <laughs> enough? I don't know. When we were younger, Gabriella was, Gabriella saw someone on TV and they're like, Gabriella was telling me, she was, she was saying, wouldn't that be so cool if you played the banjo and I played the guitar? And I don't know. That was like our band. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be kind of cool. So I don't know. That just like picked up from there. And then I don't know. I just had more fun playing the banjo than guitar. And Gabriella, the mandolin, when and and why did you decide? I know that's such a random instrument, especially for (laughs) a little sixth grade girl to pick up. But yeah, I think we were watching the Dixie Chicks. And we were huge Dixie Chicks fans. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, they play everything. So I think we just kind of watch them and we were just like oh that'd be cool if we did that so mm-hmm. yeah well but i'm taking my head off to you uh, uh figuratively because i have headphones on um but you know i mean that's you know that's something that i'm an advocate of because it will make you more marketable and especially in a place like nashville where it's just so darn competitive even if they won't come on my podcast and admit it uh <laughs> you know all of a sudden Someone's going to look at you and see that you're playing all these different instruments and say, okay, you know, they've, and of course we know in Nashville, they always say that it starts with the song. So right. it's great that, that you're songwriting. Um, so when did you actually start songwriting? Oh Hard goodness. Say <laughs> you, Gabriella started songwriting before I have, and then I just kind of picked up on it, but you started, I would say a few years ago. I mean, not too long ago, but I've started writing more songs um in the past few years so yeah mm-hmm. and so bianca you just kind of eventually yeah i kind of lead yeah i was kind of like following her based on like how many songs she wrote and i'm like oh, okay then i need to start writing <laughs> yeah more songs. i'd be like hey bianca i wrote five new songs she'll be like oh i didn't write any so. <laughs> <laughs> well i did see somewhere online amidst all your various sites that it said you had had approximately 30 songs written, but I imagine mm-hmm. by this point that's probably already outdated <laughs> because it sounds like you are writing quite a bit. Yeah. But it's, I'm sure it's much more than that by now. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bianca, you made a statement there a few minutes ago where you said we were watching TV and we said, oh, wouldn't it be neat if I played this and you played that? That would be our band. Yeah. And that that would be our band. That's, a, that's the part that kind of stuck with me because I wonder, 
you know, there's there's a point in time where you're singing around the house and dad is singing to you and <laughs> teaching you a little guitar and everything. And then there's another point where, you know, Gabriella, you were saying, you know, I walked off stage and I knew I wanted to do that. But it's just like Lila Burzens on episode 60 saying, I saw Mrs. Doubtfire and I knew that's what I want to do. But there's a difference between saying that's what I want to do and actually formally starting Diamond Dixie and and doing that and saying, you know what, we're really going to do this. It's not just us sitting around the house anymore. So do you know, Bianca, maybe when that was, was there something that actually happened where you said, okay, we're actually going to do this for real and let's come up with a band name and let's, you know, try to move forward with, with doing this beyond as a hobby. Yeah. Um, we had this one gig and they said, okay, we're making up posters and t-shirts and we need your band name. And we're like, oh, dang, we don't have a band name. <laughs> so then that really got us thinking, like, do we really want to, like, be professional about this? And obviously the answer is yes. So we just kind of started from there. Okay, I like that because when you started to say we had this one gig, I was going to say no. But see, you had to have already known that you were a band if you were getting yourself a gig. But then you you kind of answered yourself and said, well... Yeah, yeah, that made us stop and wonder. Yeah, it was kind of just something for fun, like, oh, let's play at this one. They were mostly um, festivals, and we had this one gig at um, at our school's Mardi Gras festival, and everyone just loved seeing us up on stage because they knew we could sing and play instruments and everything. So we are like, okay, well, let's do that. So then it just started from there, and we just got so interested in it. And I can't really pinpoint when it all started, but yeah. Gabriella, anything to add to that? You're well, watching her very intently. <laughs> <laughs> I think that being the younger sister, um, even before that, like you just kind of caught on to me and it was just something yeah. for fun. I yeah. definitely have to say that. But yeah, I remember that one gig, they were making t-shirts and they're like, okay, we need a band name. And we're like, we don't have a band name. We're just <laughs> at the time we were just like, oh, Gabrielle and Bianca just, Leduc. Yeah, yeah we're, just, so. we're just doing it because we like to perform. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that was when we were like, okay, we like doing this, and we could probably do it professionally. And here we are. Yeah. But it sounds to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, like like maybe the way that even came up in the first place was you probably had all kinds of people around you, and I'm not just talking about mom and dad. I mean friends, other relatives, neighbors, things like that, that probably had heard you singing around here and there and said, you know, the two of you are really good. You should kind of try to do something more than outside the house. Was it, was that what was happening? Oh yeah. We were a part of this one music school and it was like in our neighborhood and they would always put on events for the community and we would always play there and they would have these events. I don't know. Couple times a year, yeah, probably four times a yeah, year or something, something like that. You know, they'd have like a Christmas event and they'd have a summertime event, and we'd always play at them. And I mean, it was just a huge thing. People would, lots of people would come, and eventually, you know, word got around and people enjoyed us and everything. So mm-hmm. that's terrific. I love it. I love it. That's 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 the way to do it. That's the way to get right. started. Uh, so then, a, a similar follow up question would have to be. Um, you had mentioned something, Gabrielle, a little earlier on, something about American Idol. So do the two of you find yourselves getting told by all kinds of people, you need to be on American Idol? <laughs> oh, all the time. Yes. <laughs> and and, and what, is the, what is the agreed upon response? What do you usually say to those people? I usually tell them, you know, we don't know what the future holds for us. And I mean, that'd be really cool if we did. We tried out for America's Got Talent a while ago. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's tough and you're it's a competition you're with all these other people and america's got talent it's not just singing so you know it's just that kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah it's a little it's a little tough when you're going up against a dog act (laughs) (laughs) really just here to sing my songs and there's a dog barking like crazy (laughs) so i don't know what to do right now right Uh, but but how did you find that experience to be though auditioning for America's Got Talent and 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 also was it a big huge open as they say cattle call where there was just thousands of people and and you had to wait all day long for it? It was a full day yes. event, <laughs> but it was so much fun. It was a different experience. We've never experienced anything like that. It was this huge room with you know you had dancers and then you had 
aerobic people and then singers and then bands <laughs> and spinners right and- yeah, yeah. <laughs> you saw the craziest things there mm-hmm. but it was so cool and i think i i would do it again <laughs> it was really cool was that in orlando um i forget where that was i'm pretty sh- i don't know where that was well the i guess the other obvious question is you know how nervous were you or maybe weren't you i remember me personally i I was like, okay, I got this. You know, I was practicing my song. I had all day to do it, you know, whatever. But once I got in front of the judges, I was like, okay, I'm a little bit nervous. But once I got going, I was like, okay, I got this. You know, I've been doing this for a while. So, but yeah. did the two of you not audition together we, as a duo? Yes. We did audition we did. together. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is when you're playing out live, be all about your show. It's one thing to interact with and acknowledge the crowd while you're on stage, but if your top priority is on the social aspect, who's there, who's sitting where, and other non-show-related observations, your performance will suffer, and those that are paying attention to you will know that you're not entirely focused on the music. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Ladies, I mentioned back in the intro that you do spend time in Nashville, uh, I know that the first time that I started going there with one of my clients, we had actually been invited by a few people there who we had met at a songwriters festival. So again, just like Bianca, how I had asked you about, you know, actually formally starting the band, I, I wonder what specifically it was that prompted your first trip to Nashville. And, and by that, I mean, did you know someone there and thought, well, that's a good in, you know, for us for starters, or did you just go up there blindly and start knocking on doors and visiting writers' nights and the like? Well, we went up there for Summer Nam, and it's basically this huge music convention. And we, us and this one friend who invited us to come with him to Nam, um, we all just went and we took the family. And at Summer Nam, you just meet all these people. And I think that's basically why we keep going to Nashville because we keep meeting more and more people. More, you're just making more connections. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I know um, that you're actually going to be going back to Nashville in July to attend that again. We are. And and to do some more recording. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So to what extent on the recording? Because um, I know that you recorded three songs in Nashville, but you have others that you've written since then. I mean, are you working towards an EP or a CD or is it just, no, we just keep writing and recording or what's, what's kind of the plan? We just keep writing and recording, yeah. but I think we're working up to an EP. Yeah, definitely. And and the NAM show, any kind of, I don't want to say expectations, but being that you've been to it before, you know, you, you probably have kind of a different outlook going to it this time because you're not going to be walking in all wide-eyed wondering what goes <laughs> on here and trying to get your bearings. So any, yeah. any kind of, you know, ideas, thoughts? I know it's still a couple months away, but looking ahead to July... Um, well, when we go to Nam, we've realized from last year that you really want to promote yourself and promote yourself. So I guess, yeah. So it sounds to me like you're going to be promoting yourself. (laughs) Well, that's like not the main thing, but when you go there, there's so many connections that you can make. And that's how we've started going back and forth to Nashville from all the connections that we've made. And it's just like, it's just like a snowball of all good things. <laughs> yeah, it's a good problem to have. You know, <laughs> I, I, I used to go for a couple days and I'd go for a few more. And now I have like so many people in Nashville that I do business with and that I need to go see that I start to wonder how and when and where am I going to see all these people. But, you know, that's that's kind of one of the benefits. And we do talk about that a lot on this show, uh, people who up and move there or people who are, are doing as the two of you are with going back and forth, uh, you know, and, and managing that whole thing. Um, and then I also mentioned uh, back in the intro of the show that you've played at Tootsie's in Nashville uh, more than once, I believe. Yes. Um, has that been a, a real highlight for the two of you? Yes, that was so cool. Especially, we played there twice. And the first time we played there, it was like, okay, I'm standing on the stage that Willie Nelson has played on, Loretta <laughs> Lynn, and like, of course, New Everyone Country Acts. I mean, 
the Ryman. Like they just, it's literally the back door of the Ryman and yeah. you're there on the stage. It's like, so whoa. It's really cool. It's such a cool experience. Mm-hmm. Would you say, because you have, I mean, listeners, they have done a whole lot of shows, a lot of shows. So would you say that playing at Tootsie's was so far the number one highlight so far, or was it something else? And maybe it wasn't even a show that you played. What, what do you think has been the highlight so far? And, and I'll let each of you answer this individually, because maybe you have different answers. But just what has been the highlight? We'll start with you, Gabriella, of, of your time in Diamond Dixie. I would definitely say Tootsie's is up there. It's really cool. And you're standing on the stage that so many other artists have played on. And then, like what Bianca said, I mean, the Ryman Auditorium is literally right behind there. So it's so cool how all these artists, they come off the Ryman stage and then they can play at Tootsie's. And like, that's literally the stage that I just played at, you know? So I would say that's definitely a huge highlight. Mm hmm. Yeah, I feel the same way. <laughs> uh, the first one or the second one, or was it, it doesn't matter, both times playing there were just... Both times, it was just amazing playing there. You, you, your feet felt like they were like six inches <laughs> off yeah. the ground, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. but now I'm curious about something, because Gabrielle, I'm going to direct this question at you. The way you were talking about that was as though you really have an appreciation for the legend of the Ryman and for the legend of Tootsies. And so I'm, I'm thinking in my head... You know, my brother has always talked about if you're going to take your kids to Disney, now, mind you, he lives in New York State. Yeah. So to huh. those type of people, other than those of us that live right here, <laughs> yeah. it's a big deal. Yeah. And his attitude has always been if you're going to bring your kid to Disney, like your kid has to be old enough to really understand the magic of Disney and and almost be raised on Disney to really kind of feel like I'm someplace special and I get it. I get who all these characters are. So when you went there, I mean, you talked about, oh, it's neat to play there because of the proximity and everything. But did you understand the legends that had gone before? I mean, were you kind of raised in that way that you you looked up to these icons and you already knew who they were well before you ever even made your first trip to Nashville? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we grew up we grew up listening to like the Dixie Chicks and Shania Twain, but it wasn't until a few years ago that we got into like the old country music, Willie Nelson, Loretta Lynn, Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings. <laughs> so, I mean, we were we became huge fans of them and then going to Tootsie's, I mean, you they have on the walls like Willie Nelson's writ, um signature and Loretta Lynn, you know, they have all this stuff. So, I mean, it's really cool to mm-hmm. be there. So, Bianca, you had mentioned before with the song All About Cash, you said, you know, a little a little Johnny Cash there. By any chance, was that kind of a subliminal kind of like, you know, hey, we, we did get to know some of these legends. Like, let's throw him in there a little bit just as a nod to one of our heroes, so to speak. Oh, yes, definitely. And in that song, there's a whole bunch of um, Johnny Cash song titles that we put in there. So, yeah. Well, and so listeners, because during the intro of the show, I was talking the whole time, uh, it's going to be a reason for you to to go looking for that song uh, in its entirety. Um, there was another highlight that I had referred to at the very beginning of the show. You're having won a top performer award from an industry-leading live show producer. But equally important, in, in my opinion, was you're then working with him to enhance your live show performances. So just talk about what that consisted of and, and how helpful you found it to be. Yeah, his he's worked with Taylor Swift and the Bam Perry and some other um, acts in Nashville. So we got the chance to work with him, and he basically takes our gig and makes it into a show. So that was really cool to work with him. And I mean, we're still working with him, so... Mm-hmm. Can you give one or two examples of things that he worked with you on that you weren't doing when you know before you met him that you're doing now? Yeah, like before we worked with him, we would just sing on stage just like, okay, we're standing at a mic, singing to the audience, yada yada. So once we worked with him, he really told us like what the effects of moving to one side of the stage and the other side, like just all these things that the audience sees that makes them go wow like it's just amazing what we learned well and uh i'll suggest to the two of them but i'll also um tell the listeners if if you're listening for the first time i i will always say thank you um but more importantly i will strongly suggest uh those of you that are listeners who are up and comers that are aspiring uh, singer songwriters aspiring musicians um it has amazed me that you know, here we are into the 60s now. I believe this is episode 63. And 
all this time after the show has been out for over here, one of the absolute most popular episodes still remains to this day. If, if you want to go back and listen to it, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because there are a lot of great lessons on that particular episode and, and things like, you know, being on stage and having command of the room and, you know, literally going table to table and, okay, first I'm going to play to this table and get these people really bought in and paying attention to me. And then I'm going to move to the next one. And before you know it, you know, I've got the whole room listening. I'm referring to episode 12 uh, with Mark Allen Barnett, a good friend of mine up in Nashville. He's written approximately 3,000 songs. So uh, listen to episode 12 with Mark Allen Barnett. People are still listening to it to this day. Uh, as I said, it's it's probably the most listened to episode uh, after all this time of Now Hear This Entertainment. Um, so ladies, I'm curious then, ages 17 and 15, where is school in all this? Because I know that as hard as you've been working at this, as we said a little while ago from a young age, uh, there are still the demands of school and making sure you finish. We had touched upon this also uh, probably with some others, but for some reason the episode that really jumps to mind is Shannon McGrain, uh, who was a top 12 finisher on American Idol in 2012. Uh, she was here in the studio on, on that stool uh, way back on episode three. So um, how about the two of you as, as far as you know, managing? You, you talked about school at a younger age, but, but present day. Yes, just a few months ago, um, we started being homeschooled because it just got way too hectic doing our music and school. Like, once we got home from school, we would, like, just do our homework, and then it'd be time for dinner, and then, it'd, like, we'd have to go to bed. So we had, like, no time to cram in the music. So we decided we wanted to be homeschooled and to practice music and just to get better at our craft and everything. So I'll ask then the same discipline question that I asked about the music. Uh, do you say, okay, from whatever, from nine to one, we're quote unquote in school? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we're just as strict as our with our schoolwork as we are with our music. So I think from, what is it, eight o'clock-ish yeah. to 12, we do <laughs> home or homeschool. And then we do music from like 12 to about two every day That's so outstanding yeah and yeah. it gives us the flexibility that we need to do our music and hey if we have to go to nashville this weekend then you know we take our schoolwork with our with us so now mm-hmm. that that one reminds me of episode nine uh with melissa Bretthauer, singer songwriter who um has really moved around a lot she's in los angeles now but um she uh, talked about being a college student and, you know, having online exams or online papers that would do and being in Nashville and finishing them up in the hotel room before it's time to go play a gig. Uh, so, um, you know, you're, you're certainly not alone, but, but hats off to you both, um, you know, for, for putting that priority on, on school, despite how well things are going with Diamond Dixie, because it does have to probably get kind of tempting sometimes to say, oh, my guitar's sitting right over there. <laughs> Kind of wouldn't mind picking up and playing a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me today here in the studio are sisters Gabriella and Bianca LaDuke. They make up the country duo Diamond Dixie. Visit their official website at www.diamonddixie.com, where you'll not only find a merchandise section, as I briefly alluded to, but links to all their social media. They are on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Plus, check them out on Reverb Nation as well. And be sure to keep up with Diamond Dixie online for when and where they will be performing so you can go see them live. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's spelled H-E-A-R. Sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast. And do please tell others about it as well. Subscribing is free. It makes it very easy to get the show every week. It downloads automatically each time a new episode comes out. If you're a new listener to the show, please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment, anywhere from Mark Allen Barnett to Melissa Bretthauer, Lila Burzens, any of the others from from 1 to 62. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. So ladies, uh, you've got a bunch of shows on your calendar that are also keeping you busy as if school and songwriting and Nashville trips aren't enough. Oh, yeah. Uh, in a few weeks, you'll be in Davie, Florida. That's May 3rd for the listeners. 
you've even already got something in October, October 3rd to be exact, down in West Palm Beach at the Coral Sky Amphitheater playing in the VIP lounge for the Brad Paisley-Justin Moore concert. Wow, that that's another big shot in the arm for Diamond Dixie. Oh, yeah. I know. When we got that gig, we were like, whoa, yeah. we're so excited about that. Yeah, very <laughs> excited. Uh, is is this going to be the, the stupid question of the day? Um, huge Brad Paisley fans already? Oh, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. He has a new song out now called Crushing It. We were literally just singing it in the car yeah. on the way over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but do you kind of have your heads in the right place? Is this, look, it's a great opportunity for us. For us, let's go there and, and you know do a great show. Um, or is it, you know, well, we're excited for the opportunity, but heck, we want to see Brad Paisley too. A little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't want that to sound as a criticism, like that, like there's a wrong answer. Right. Um, but you know, I do have to imagine that kind of, like I said, with doing schoolwork and knowing your guitars right over there, it's, we're playing over here in the VIP lounge and then a little bit, Brad's going to be right up there yeah, on that stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I've made references to your official YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, you post a new video on there every week, and listeners watch what they post. Ladies, you put a lot into these videos. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, they're not just, you know, here I am sitting on my bed singing, playing guitar with the camera pointed at me, because a lot of people do that, and that's fine. But, I, you know, again, it's to your credit that you do put a lot into these videos. I think there's even one that you filmed, uh, was it on the top of your house? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, it was. We get so much feedback from that one specific scene but yes that was scary actually (laughs) but it was fun and i mean our fans they love it so yeah i need you to sign a waiver what dad it's about what do you mean (laughs) i live here um so just yeah just talk about that a little bit about bianca go ahead you can answer this one about how creative y'all are and, and the different you know because again listeners watch their videos because they're very well done in that you know, these aren't big over-the-top productions where you're paying some company to film videos for you. I mean, you're doing cover songs, but at the same time, by finding unique locations, you know, cutting to different camera angles and things like that, uh, and, you know, kind of doing a little planning in advance, you can tell that, you know, let's do this, or you sit here, or whatever. Uh, They really do come out to be, I don't want to say worth the price of admission because they're free, but they're very entertaining. Bianca, go ahead. Yeah, we find it so much fun to do all these creative stuff and to do, like, not the norm, just sitting on bar stools and, like, putting a camera right there. Like, we film it all by ourselves, and we just find it so much fun to, like, put on, like, almost like a music video type of thing, but... Yeah. That's the way they feel. Yeah. 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 Well, was there, was that, was that the idea from day one, or was it, and eh, we did a couple where we were just sitting there, and then... One of us said to the other one, hold on a minute. This is going to get old fast. We got to step up our game. It was kind of like that, but we also were like, man, that would be fun to like do all this crazy stuff. So, yeah, that's just what we do. And are the two of you, I say shooting, I mean, you can obviously leave it on a tripod, but are the two of you shooting and editing these videos yourself? Oh, yeah. Yes. Wow. Wow. So, uh, so for the techies that are listening, what, what video editing software are you using? We use iMovie, and trust me, we do not do any type of... We're not good with technology, like, I don't know, like most people are. But we just use iMovie, and, you know, we get a pretty decent video, and our mm-hmm. fans love it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm right now thinking back to episode 35 with Frankie Shinta, who is a headliner in Las Vegas. I asked him what it's like performing with his brother... Uh, every night, and, and at one point, their sister too. Um, but we have also talked on the show with some guests about the fact that, you know, while on the surface, it might seem so attractive to be in a band with your sibling or spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend, it, it maybe makes it tougher when disagreements within the band come up. So I'm, I'm curious, how do the two of you manage those situations, especially because it's a duo, it's an even number. So who's the tiebreaker? <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, we don't fight at all. I yeah. mean, Bianca's my best friend. Yeah, we <laughs> rarely, rarely ever have yeah. disagreements. And anything. I mean, we share a room and so we're always together. And now that we're homeschooled, it's like, I never not <laughs> see you. <Yeah. laughs> well, that's great. So, that's great. Yeah. Uh, because I, you know, I would think even something like, um, 
you know, for instance, I watched a couple of your of your videos on YouTube. Uh, you know, let's do any man of mine by Shania Twain. No, I don't want to do that song. Well, what song do you want to do? And I mean, even things like that, you're you're pretty in sync with each other. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, usually with um, like in a situation like that, um, we usually get requests from our fans, and so then we're just like, oh, that'd be cool to do. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of figure it out and take it from there. Yeah. And uh, and do you find that one of you tends to kind of be when it comes, we're, we're just talking about the videos right now. One of you kind of tends to be the one that, I don't want to say is in charge of, but maybe takes charge of the videos and says, okay, you know, we got to do a video this week and here's what I've come up with. I want you to stand over here and we're going to do this. Or, or is that, you know, really 50-50 also? I would say that I kind of take charge. and Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm but, like, yeah, Bianca, let's do this and yeah. everything. You just stand there and look good. <laughs> but that's usually how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, we're going to close today with another song of yours, which is the new Diamond Dixie single called Behave. So before we let you go, tell the listeners about how that song came to be. All right. Well, we wrote this song with one of our good friends, Jeff Dayton, up in Nashville. And we were just kind of sitting around at a table, and he's just like, all right, let's spit out ideas. So we're just kind of talking about our life and everything. And I mentioned this one guy that was always hitting on me, but he was just, I don't know, kind of annoying. And Bianca was mentioning something like that, similar. Aren't they all? <laughs> <laughs> so Bianca kind of mentioned the same thing, and he's just like, Okay, I have an idea. So we just kind of wrote this song, and it's basically about this guy that's just hitting on this girl, but you better watch out because that girl's got a 12-gauge. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I will throw in, I don't want to say one last question, but I guess uh, it is a question. But, you know, we're, we're at the end, and, and I appreciate, again, you know, making the drive over from Orlando, and, and, and we touched very briefly on, you know, writing songs and where is this going? Is there going to be an EP or a CD, et cetera? Um, what, what message do you want to leave the listeners with, whether they're Diamond Dixie fans who've listened to this episode of Now I Hear This Entertainment because they knew you were going to be on, or whether it's people who are just discovering you for the first time because they like to listen to my show? Um, what message do you want to leave them with? You know, what 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 can they look for from from Diamond Dixie as you know as I'll, I'll say it, at least as the rest of 2015 unfolds. Yeah, well, I would say look out for our new single "Behave." It'll be out sometime in the middle of this month. Um, we do have new music um, pro- on top of that coming out. We don't know when, but we will have a music video out for "Behave." And I mean, we have shows, we post all our shows on our social media and our website. So just, you know, follow us. (laughs) Now a music video for behave as in one that will be, you know, pretty well produced or, or just another Bianca and Gabriella production. No, it's not by Gabriella and Bianca production. (laughs) It's going to be like a bigger production. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we wish you only the best, uh, with with everything. And and again, thank you so much for, for being here today. Really appreciate it. Thanks. Grace. Uh, I will close, as always, by formally thanking my guests, today being singer-songwriters, multi-instrumentalists, Gabriella and Bianca LaDuke. They are the country duo Diamond Dixie. Do check out their website at www.diamonddixie.com and then engage with them on social media. Like their Facebook page, follow them on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to their YouTube channel, and like their videos there. Check out the merchandise on their website, too. You know, there are costs that are involved with doing what they're doing, and so you're really supporting them uh, financially by buying their merchandise, but obviously also it does help. Uh, it, it all contributes to the cause when you do those things with social media that I just mentioned. And, of course, keep up with their live shows so you can see where and when you can see them perform live. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. That's it, just one field to complete. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Hey, give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, uh, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot, and thank you for those that have been doing that. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud, which is just like subscribing. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter, and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel, all on nowhearthis.biz, or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. 
We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Diamond Dixie. This is the one they just talked about. It's called Behave. truck I got an F-250 You said no you don't but I say yes I do You try your luck All smooth and shifty Got your best moves on a well Here's the word for you Better behave Daddy got a 12 gauge Gotta be mad.